This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey guys, we're back. Sorry for the long delay. We missed an episode, right? Yeah, we did miss an episode. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy. We apologize. Yeah. Um, so, sorry about that. Um, and again, sorry for the intro because there's still no music. Danielle? <laughs> <laughs> I think you were in charge of that. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's getting done. She's okay. working on it. Okay. You cannot rush good art. It's going to be worth it. I hope so. It is. <laughs> Great. Yes. Good. People are going to go around singing it, and it's going to be in your head all day long. It's going to be like... Like we're the new Stones. No, we, I was going to say we're the new um, the new shark song. What? Baby shark, do, 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 baby shark, do, do. You know that? What? Yeah. No, you don't know it. No. Any mom out there knows it. It's like the most annoying <laughs> Oh, song yes, ever. I do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Very annoying. Yeah, and once you get it in your head, yeah. you go around singing it, and you can't stop. Yeah. So you're thinking we're going to be the Stones. No, I think we're going to be more the baby shark. Yeah, the baby right? shark. Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about keeping up with the Joneses, and this was another listener request, right? Mm-hmm. So thanks for that, um, and surprisingly enough, we did not come up with this ourselves, and we should have, because yeah. it's very relatable to us. Absolutely. Um, are so, you at all feeling, Are you? were you feeling tense about recording this today? Yeah, because keeping up with the Joneses is mostly about me, so... Oh, I even yeah. just meant because... <laughs> We, we've been, you were sort of nervous. I was mad at you all day. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Right. <laughs> right. We're, we're so happy and so so in love and we still fight because <laughs> Adam does stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As always. I'm glad you just said that. Yeah. Well, we went, well, we could give a little backstory. Do you mind if I give a little backstory? I would love to hear your backstory. Would you? Of course. God, but doesn't everybody? <laughs> Well, it'll be half the time of your backstory. <laughs> so we, you've been working constantly. We haven't really gone out. We haven't been out in a month and a half. Yeah. We which have not is, gone out. Which is ridiculous for us. We're out once to twice a week. Usually, for yeah. Dinner. For dinner, yeah. Just to go out, get out. And we have not really been going out. Number one, this is, uh, this is your busy season at, yeah. at, at work. So you're, you know, you're constantly occupied. We've been busy with the podcast. Yeah. The kids have had a lot of stuff, so we haven't really got out. So last night we had plans to go out with another couple good friends of ours, and uh, I was excited about it, but we were tired, and you were really tired. I was exhausted. Yeah, you, you really were. You've been working seven days a week, and you were really tired. But still, I was, you know, I wanted to get out. I wanted to go out with you, and we had a great dinner, delicious dinner, mm-hmm. 
and then we get in the car to Wait, go home. But- what about the backstory? Like how like I was so incredibly nice to you the whole night during dinner. Like remember they even sat me across the table from you and I'm like, "No, I'm going to sit next to my wife." That's true. Right? Yeah, you were very nice, which is why it was so weird. And I was kissing you all throughout dinner. Were you? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh Okay. <laughs> I'm, I know I was, you were resting your head on me, but I just thought that was because you were exhausted. I was like showing my love at dinner, and oh. you're like, "Wow!" So, so it, it even oh, that's goes sweet. unappreciated. That's really like, nice. I try hard. Oh, I, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, you were nice at dinner, and we were really happy to be together. And then on the way home, you just started like acting like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that? Was... I, too many drinks were ordered for me, and I. What do you mean? Too many drinks were ordered for you, as if like someone was lining up shots for you to do you ordered your own drinks no i didn't oh our friend no, yeah them? my friend was ordering me drinks oh. like when i was finishing because i had to work the next morning yeah i was like not, i wasn't trying to be good but like i was not ordering myself you know mm-hmm. and like he would see me like finishing and be like he needs a drink like bring him mm-hmm. another one like and it just you know kept mm-hmm. doing that and and you were exhausted i was so exhausted which is why i was trying to be uh, a little forgiving today yeah. but Basically, we get in the car, we get in the Uber to go home, or with a couple in the Uber, because we live around the corner from them, and just out of nowhere, like, we start talking about, she and I have teenage girls the same age, and we're talking about our struggles with the teenage girls, and talking about, not not that we're worried about this quite yet, they're only 13, but it's going to happen, and talking about them making out with boys, and, you know, what, how, how we're going to handle all of that, and whatever, and somehow it came up, and you start talking about, like, I'll fucking kill the guy or, you know, not my girl. She's not going to like just stupid comments that like just comments that I like, if you want to pick a fight with me, start talking like this, you know that. So then it comes up that when we talk about, I remember just about as much of this as you remember about me kissing you during dinner. Oh, (laughs) wasn't that convenient. (laughs) So then she and I start talking about our boys. We have two boys the same age who are a little younger. And we start talking about them and how, you know, it's going to be the opposite end for them because we need to make sure that they're respectful to girls and all that stuff. And you chime in, oh, well, it's okay if my boy does it. Yeah. Which I know, number one, that you don't even think like that. Like, I know that you're you're raising our boys to be good kids. Uh, So to me, in my head, it was just you saying stupid shit to pick a fight with me because you know that stuff like that gets under my skin and I can't stand the double standard and that, like, for lack of a better term, chauvinistic attitude. Well, I I also think, uh, look, look, like I said, I barely remember even saying what I said, but... Like, as a dad, I, you know, I want to, I have a thing to protect my daughter a lot stronger than I do to protect my son. I protect, I protect my son from hurting anybody or like be, not being a gentleman to a girl, but. Yeah, but her kissing a, place... a boy isn't you protecting her. She's going to be allowed to, or, or a girl or whoever she kisses. I, I always okay, go to boy, which I shouldn't. But, you know, I just feel like. In that moment last night, it didn't. It wasn't even about the fact. I don't even think you really think like that. 
I, you it know, was more I, about the fact that you were just being an asshole to be an yeah, asshole. I, you were just starting with me to start with me. And it was such a nice dinner and everything that it was just a shitty way to end the night. Yeah. And we're both tired. So we drop our friends off in the Uber. And then you're on one side of the car. I'm on the other side of the car. We're like looking out the window in separate directions because we know we're mad at each other now. And then we come home and go to bed mad at each other because number one, we're, we're too exhausted to talk about it. And it was just so dumb. Yeah. But like you do that shit. And, like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you will just say stupid things. And um, it's almost, in my mind, you just picking a fight to pick a fight. So. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, it was. So, you woke up this morning. I had to take my dad to the doctor really early. And you wake up, and I text you uh, something, and you text back, are we fighting? Right. I, and, I, and then I, you're like, I'm saying sorry. See, I said sorry right away. Uh, and I'm I said, learning. And I, I said, okay, but when you I talk said, about, I don't apologize. So I wanted to make sure that I, I did, that I knew what I did was stupid and wrong. And I apologized up front right away. Right. Except that I kept waking up in the middle of the night, upset about it all. I had other stress going on in my mind too. And then I'm thinking about that whole thing and how much it bothers me that sometimes you say that stuff and you say stuff like that sometimes in front of our son, which I don't like. Similar type I, statements. I say, I, listen, once or twice it happened. I wouldn't say sometimes this happens. Well, lately it's no, been a little more. I, when you said like lately I do like I've been chauvinistic or anything like that, you said that to me in a text. I, I don't think that's true. Like, well, I you think made, I made jo- a few some t- stupid. Yeah. Like, I made like three in the last few weeks. I made a few stupid jokes. A few too many. He's too impressionable for that. Okay, but I talked to him afterwards. Okay, but it shouldn't have. Why? Why do you uh, need to? You don't even feel that. To, no. If you do feel that way, then that's a whole other okay. problem. I know you don't. Of course not. But I, when when people joke about anything, that's not about the way you feel. You're making fun of a situation which. M- might be in bad taste sometimes. Might be in okay it's, taste it's other in, times. It's in very bad taste. And, okay, but and I, don't, I won't even repeat the jokes because I'm embarrassed by them. Sure, but and you know that we, everybody who listens to us, knows that we don't. Uh, we say lots of you know, quote unquote, inappropriate things. But I think we draw the line at the fact that we are uh, open-minded people who don't make fun of people who are different than us. And I think that that was a little bit where it was going. And it's just been a, been a few statements recently that I feel like, as, a, as his dad, you should be so careful of that. Mm-hmm. So last night was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back and out of nowhere and stupid. And the way you were saying it, the way it was coming out of your mouth was, you know, really bothersome. So today, a little bit, when we sit down to record, it's sort of like, we have this baggage kind of, right. but that's life and we still want to record and we still need to be together and we still need to take care of our kids and stuff. But it's definitely, it's tense a little bit in that situation. So girls, is that like a guy thing? Like do your husbands do this? Guys, do your wives do this? Like do your, do, do, do other people do this a lot? Like is this a guy thing? I don't think I do that. I don't think I ever just out of nowhere just say bitchy things or. No, you say stupid things sometimes. And this is coming out of nowhere, so I don't have an example. I'm not equating to what what you're upset about, things that I've said. But you say stupid things. I say stupid things. Okay, maybe mine are a lot. Mine are offensive. Right. Mine are a lot. Yeah. Okay. And I'm very careful with what I say around the kids. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like, is that a thing? Like, girls? Like, 
Do you, like, do guys do this I a lot? I think a little bit, if I can, I'm not going to speak on behalf of everybody, in my own mind, I think a little bit, you guys have this immature part of you where you forget that you're supposed to be the grown-up in the situation. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, and that's... I agree. Worrisome and upsetting and sometimes humiliating, embarrassing, and infuriating. <laughs> Any other adjectives I can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's... Anyway, that's, okay. so that's where we're coming... That's where we're sitting down with that, you know, as a prerequisite to okay. the, this whole episode so but all right so sweet can you swig your drink for a little bit please because <laughs> i don't know i think you've had like one sip so far okay. and i would love for you to have a few more okay so we can just like get into this okay. keeping up with the joneses right mm-hmm. that's what we're getting into <laughs> <laughs> again yeah acting like you have no clue what's going on before we even get into that again um so today is uh, Sunday, October 21st, and I say that because this is about keeping up with the Joneses and buying things and money and all, all that. Today, the Mega Millions has broken a record, and we are at $1.6 billion if wow. you win the Mega. And that's for Tuesday, so by then it could be over $2 billion, and it probably will be. So if you walk away with a cash lump sum of probably a billion dollars after taxes, $600 million, free and clear. Wow. What would you do? I want to know. Well, we were going to get into this later. Oh, were we? I, I, I thought so. But what would I do? Oh, God, with $600 million? Yeah. It's stupid to even think about because you would do everything. Wait, am I there? <laughs> <laughs> I would make a separate house for you. <laughs> okay. Where when you say stupid shit like that, right. or like go to your house. Rather than go to your room. Oh, I can go to my own house? Yeah, you go to your own house. Really? And I'm like, when you're done thinking stupid shit, you can come back over. Wait, and so can... all I have to do is say something stupid and I go to my own mm-hmm. house? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break out a list of stupid shit to say. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I can't even. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's beyond. It's you can't like, even. You would probably die of a heart attack when you found out you won anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, all right. I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course. There's so many things. But we'll get into something like that okay. a little later. All right. So let's start. Okay. Go ahead. Ready, set, go. Go. There you go. Why? (laughs) All right. Um, All right. So as always, you asked me a bunch of questions and I answered because I can't do this without your prep work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And you asked me if, like, how have we fallen into the trap of keeping up with the Joneses? Um, but I think you said even we should skip this, right? Like, just move on to each other? Like, is it yeah, boring? Yeah, I think it's, it's. listen, we live in a suburb, a uh, middle to upper middle class suburb where we do what everybody else does. Do you want to even explain what that means, keeping up with the Joneses? Oh, right. Yeah, so keeping up with the Joneses, it, it's basically, and I don't know if it's an American term or not, but I'm assuming it is because I think when I researched it, it comes from a 1913 comic that was about neighbors, and then somehow it morphed into this idea of having to somehow keep up with your neighbors financially, socially, status-wise, and feeling the need to do all these things in order to fit in and and stand out. So you okay. know, you're trying to keep up, but you're almost some, sometimes trying to one-up everybody else. You're mm-hmm. trying to take it even to the next level so that people say, oh, wow, look what she got or look what he got. Or uh, So it's a little bit of, uh, you know, in my mind, when I think about it, I think it's a little bit like 
the adult version of peer pressure, in a sense. Yeah, with, that kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, except you're not being pressured. You're just like like peer pressure is like when your friends are like, "Hey, man, you got to do this," or "You got, I got this," so you got to get this. Like I think, yeah, I don't think my friends ever did that. Keeping up with the Joneses is more like, oh, look, no. that's cool. I want it too. Well, I think when I think of peer pressure, my situation was when I was in high school and or middle school or college or whatever it was, and I would be with a bunch of kids who were doing something or something was going on, and I don't think anybody ever said to me, "You need to do this too." I think it was more. I, I had a feeling like, oh, I want to be a part of that. And I don't want people to either think I'm lame or, um, yeah, you know. Not, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think I more put it on myself okay. than other people, you know, forcing me. I don't think anybody ever forced me to do anything. But I think I did stupid shit because other people were doing it and I, I wanted to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So, and I did. I did tons of stupid shit. And I feel like we've kind of continued that in some ways, even into adulthood. Yeah, I think that's kind of normal. I think that that's that kind of happened. That's why there's a term. That's why there's keeping up with the Joneses because mm-hmm. we do that for the rest of our lives. But the Urban Dictionary, I did research, says to strive beyond one's means to keep up socially and financially with others in one's social circle or neighborhood. So just trying to keep up with everybody around you, right? right. Okay. Simple and easy. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> how have we done it together? We're kind of just yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we do what I we, feel like a lot up, of people with, with suburban and suburban yeah. neighborhoods. Okay. Yeah. So, but how do you feel like we don't do this? Like, do you think uh, we st- we still do it as much as we did, or like, do we not do it? Like, what do you think? Uh-huh. All right, let's get to this later. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about stuff we've done you and then we can get. can't wait to get to my shit. I, I just feel like we have so many interesting stories uh, about this. This is fighting episode part two, everybody. No, about to happen. No, no, it's <laughs> not. We, I just feel like we have so many unique stories about this. Okay. That in my mind, or maybe not unique, maybe there are people at home saying, who are going to say no, that we totally did this too. But I think a little bit on our situation, we both went to prep schools when we were in high school yes um and we were probably financially economically at the bottom 25 percent of those well you came from a a very wealthy town a very uh academic town a very Mm -hmm. sophisticated town i came almost from the dumps (laughs) almost Mm -hmm. not quite but Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. and so you know my public schools were like you know, eh, where yours were pretty good. Um, and I came from an area where, you know, there wasn't a lot of money, right? So I was well, well but off. your family was starting to be successful. I was well, I, we became well off in my neighborhood. In right. My in your neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Uh, compared to where you grew up, um, that would have like kind of put us in like maybe in the middle. Like mm-hmm. like upper class where I grew up, maybe middle class where you grew up, um, which wasn't too far away. It's a half hour away, but it's a, a completely different town. So we both ended up at... Uh, oh, well, that happens all the time where you're, there's a rich town and a very right. poor town right next to each other. So we both end up at prep high schools. Well, you went to prep school um, all throughout, didn't you? No, only high school. My, my, oh. my sister oh, you're, and brother you're, did. Right, your family. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like when I used to walk into class 
<laughs> my brother and my sister were very smart, really good students, really good kids, and I was not. And I would walk in to have the same teacher that my older brother and sister had. My brother's 10 years older than me. My sister's seven years older than me. And I would walk in and they'd see the last name and they'd be like, no way. There's no way you're Mitch and Amy's younger <laughs> sister. And they'd be like, yep. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you go before high school? Uh, I, 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 my, I never knew this. I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave. Really? It my... was your choice? Yeah. Well, my parents wanted me to and I said no. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So um, I wanted to wait. And then I was ready to go. I was ready to okay. have a change. But So we both ended up at private uh, mm-hmm. school in Princeton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And all right, so go ahead. You were saying we were like. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, listen, neither of us were were um, de- deprived. We weren't. I don't want to by any means make it sound as if we had some kind of financially tough situation when we were younger because i don't think we did uh no yeah um uh all right for the for the second half of my childhood no right for For the the first first half half, yes yeah and i think i think what 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 happened was that we were in these schools where everybody else was you know the standard was that kids were going to aspen on the weekends and going to shop at the most uh, expensive stores and Christmas you were getting a new car and all these things that for us we couldn't keep up it just was well, impossible yeah, but, to keep up all right so you were a day student because you lived in the town your school was in <clears throat> I boarded at mm-hmm. school so I, I lived at school at high school so um, I needed money and I couldn't work because you have no access to getting to a job or well, I had no motivation to go get a job, so that's part of it. But um, well, you did. You worked at Chili's and spit the burgers or something, that was, right? That was in the summers. Oh. So, oh. like during school, I don't have a car. Like I don't have access to mm-hmm. like go to a job. So you live at school. So you need every student has an allowance, right? Right. So every week, I'd go to the office and say, "Okay, thank you. Can I have my twenty five dollars?" And twenty five dollars lasted, you know. Four Five minutes because you went and bought weed <laughs> and then you were done. Um, uh, no, my weed was free, actually. Really? And I knew people. Really? You had free weed? <laughs> what did you have to do? No, I didn't even smoke that much weed. I, uh, I, I had friends who smoked weed, so I would smoke with them. But uh, I wasn't like a big weed smoker, uh, so I didn't buy it. Okay. But um, so I would, I would go online and say, hey, thanks for my 25 bucks for the whole week. In Princeton, New Jersey, thank you. I can get four slices of pizza, and mm-hmm. I'm done for the week. Right. And the guy behind me, it was a very international school, so there were people from all over the world living at the school, and um, very rich, wealthy, successful families, even like royalty, like children of royalty at the school. So and Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke went to and my Poet school. Society. Uh, and rumor was when a, when the movie Alive came out, they they showed it at my school in the theater. And rumor had it, I didn't see him, that he came into the auditorium and watched it oh, on the cool. screen at the school, smelling so much like weed. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see him. I didn't, I don't know of it. It was just rumor. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so like people online behind me were like, okay, can I have my $5,000 for the week? Right. You know, like some like prince from some Yeah, Middle and Eastern I know country. that you're not, I know you're not uh, uh, being... Uh, what's it called? Modest? Not modest. I know that you're not... Uh... Exaggerating. Yes, thank you. Wow. I'm good with words. 
I have all the words. You I know have all the words. <laughs> I know the, the words. Best words. <laughs> I have the best words. So because I, I had similar things. You know, I had kids in my high school who in their top drawer, their parents would leave a thousand dollars in cash just for when you needed a thousand dollars, you know, whatever you needed it for. And of course, they went out and spent it on stupid shit. But then they would refill it without asking any questions. And that was not the case for me. I worked all through high school, and like I said, again, I, I didn't. I don't want to make it as if I don't want to sound like we were. I was just, we were struggling or anything like that. But my parents literally spent every dime they had on our education, right? And the rest of it, we could not. Yeah, we didn't take vacations. We didn't drive nice cars. We didn't do any of that. And but so I think you and I, the, the point that we're getting to that's taking 15 minutes to get to is right. that I think we always had it in us this sort of, man, one day I'd like a little taste of that. You know, I'd yeah. like to know what it feels like to go to your bank account and be able to take out as much money as you want or buy money at all. The that there's money at all or that you I can buy the house that everybody's going to look at and say, wow, that's right. That's amazing. Well, or I, get the car that I want, not the car that I can afford or maybe preface this a little bit. First world problems. We get it. Of course. We're talking about prep schools in Princeton, New Jersey. Absolutely. Like I said, like, we're, we weren't struggling. No, I'm saying it was our situation. We're not that, complaining. We're just saying we're trying to explain. Of course. Yours. And I went on to NYU where. Uh, it was the same kind of thing where you see kids going to Bloomingdale's for their wardrobes. And I was working full time and going to classes and not able to still afford, you know, but it was a different kind of thing. And again, yes, we're not complaining. It was just our situation and maybe left a little bit of longing of, wow, I would love to right. step it up a notch and know what it feels like. To, All right. Yeah. What are we getting to? Let's stop. That's so what doesn't. All right, so we're getting anymore. to yeah, we're getting to um, experiences that we've had mm-hmm. where obviously we very much succumb to keeping up with the Joneses and even kind of surpassing that. And it has been, like you said, a huge struggle in our marriage. There have been situations that have almost led to divorce a year a, a year and a half two years of constant fighting so do you want to tell the backstory of probably the biggest Mm-mm. story we have you want me to do it no way i'm surprised you want me to do well, it Well, because you're going to interrupt me the whole way through with how what i'm forgetting and what i did wrong and what i said wrong and so why don't you just do it well yeah okay. <laughs> I, i'm learning as i go like we're 16 years you're into gonna our tell marriage. it all wrong and yes it's we're sound... 16 years into our marriage yeah, and i'm okay. figuring it out now. okay good okay. it's bad time Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so you – go ahead. You tell the story. Okay. So, what? Go ahead. No. I, what? what why? I'm, I want to hear your – Oh, shit. Take on the story. Okay. All right. So we – when we were first married – So were, anyway, oh. so when I was um, <laughs> like after high school – Is that what it feels like to be with me? <laughs> I, so I, I can obviously assume that you guys understand the academic that I was. Um <laughs> I went to college after high school and lasted about six months. And um, 
I went to Hartford in Connecticut, and uh, I spent five of my six months in Boston, hanging out and having a great time, um, and uh, didn't have any grades. And my parents said, "Okay, time to come home." So I went home. What do you mean didn't have any grades? I didn't go to class. I didn't. I was <laughs> in f- for five months. I was in Boston. Okay. Of the six months, I was at Hartford. Mm-hmm. Right. I hated it. I I I, I was immature. I you're was, not a school cat. Right. No. I. Um, so I came home and I went to work. My, my family had a business and I went into the business and I started working. So I was 21 years old and I was working full time. No, you know, no school. So I, I had some money uh, because I had a full time job where my friends and everybody that I knew was in school. So no, everybody was poor. So I was like the rich guy. Like I, I had, you know, I was able to go out i was able to go to atlantic city we've talked about that before did we talk about that in the episode how we went to atlantic city i can't remember a hundred times i don't think so i don't know that we went to atlantic city on our second date and you took me uh up to a suite that i thought you were the mafia we come downstairs you start handing me hundred dollar bills and i was legitimately like i felt like uh Henry Hill's wife, right? Where she's like, "Oh my God, this is so wrong, but it's so right, and well, I yeah. love it so much." And on my end, I was at the craps table, and I was like, "Here's a few hundred bucks, get away from me." Yeah, I'm oh, <laughs> and I was like, "I think I'm gonna marry him. Yeah. He might end up in jail, but I'm still." And obviously, you weren't in the mafia; you just were. Yeah, working, I was just so, yeah. I was working, and I was young. And, yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. So speed it up a little bit. I, okay, I'll try. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but I'll try. So I could do what I wanted, kind of. I was sing- like, I was single at the time, and I had money, and I was living at my parents' house. I had no expenses except my car. So I, I was making money right away. I wasn't, I wasn't twenty five, graduated college, and starting to find a job, right? So from there, now I'm gonna let you go in and tell the story. Wait, why does that have anything to do with? It? I wanted to preface everything with why. No. Why it came to... No, I don't think no? it has anything to do with it. Really? No. But why... Like, what I came from and, like, what I was... I was working and you weren't... You were at school. Work. I don't know what that has anything to do with a house. Because I was building myself up a lot earlier than you or people our age were accustomed okay, to. Okay, but you can build yourself up from the time that you're 14 years old. If you don't have money to do something, you don't have money to do I, something. I'm not saying what I did was right. I'm saying... No, I think that you're making an excuse that doesn't even make sense. But I'll let people decide for themselves so we we got married young moved into a condo an affordable housing condo then we moved into a townhouse which was great Mm -hmm. moved into a regular great house and then at a certain point that we were living in this house not for too long well we started at the condo moved to the townhouse and built a house that we moved into. i literally just said that no i don't think i thought you skipped over the house that we bought after the townhouse i just said we lived in a house it was a perfectly fine house all right. Well, you went too quick on that. What does that mean, too quick? All right. It's a fucking house. Okay. It had a stairwell and a fucking refrigerator <laughs> and a washer and dryer. It was a goddamn house. All right. So then... Man. Well, I mean, come on. Okay. So all of a sudden, you come home one day and you're like, I, I found the house of my dreams. We're moving. Like, we had literally just moved into this house. Uh, it was four years later. It wasn't just moved into this house. No, we did not live in that house four years when you looked at that house. Oh, yes, it was because it was a year after I found it that we actually ended up moving into it. So we, you come home one day and you're like, I, I found this house. It's amazing. It's heaven. We're moving. 
And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And you take me to this house. And it was like driving into a neighborhood, even though it was in our town. I had never heard of it before. And you drive me in there and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, it's like Hollywood Hills in our town. And I, but in the, in the, at the same time, I'm like, what is he talking about? We can't afford this. I don't work. We have a kid. We, have, we were going to have more kids. You were making fine money, but certainly nothing to support this house. And all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, oh my God, this is, I know Adam, he's going to get this in his head. He's never going to be able to let it go. And for the next year and a half, you would come home, you had your spreadsheets and everything. You would work the numbers because all you cared about now was moving into this house. Yeah. I was obsessed. Beyond obsessed. That you would leave a half hour earlier in the morning, drive through the neighborhood a couple times. After work, you would drive through the neighborhood a couple times, come home, and work the numbers. And the whole time, I'm fighting you, think, saying to you, we, this is it, – it, like, it didn't add up. It did not make sense that you were going to – but in your mind, you had this thing that you wanted to move to this house. And you were trying to prove something. I don't know what it was, but you were trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. Finally, I say to myself after a year of fighting, I'm like, I have two choices. I can leave him because this is ridiculous and it's going to, it could ruin us. But if I stay with him, the only way to go forth is to let him do this because you are going to resent me for the rest of your life if we stayed together and I didn't let you do this. And we would have ended up fighting forever and I, I would have, have stepped, I would have stepped on some dream that you had that I could no longer, you know, that, that just, okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we move into this house. Mm-hmm. People come in, walk in and are like, who the fuck are these people? Like literally, why are they living here? This is, what do they do? Is he like selling drugs on the side? Which is, I think, what everybody was thinking to themselves because everybody knew we couldn't afford it. And after about, what, a year of living there, I think you started to feel like, holy shit, what did I do? Yeah, we, we, all right, so we built the house. So it was literally white walls and no landscaping and no nothing it's just a house on grass Mm -hmm. but a big one and a lot of grass and then we started doing stuff and i mean even just we had dogs we had to do a fence the fence was ridiculous amount that was all our money yeah so we 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 ended up doing one room in the house of Mm -hmm. course the The bar bar room room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was like holy shit Mm -hmm. multiply that by 10 and we got to get the fuck out of here yeah yeah and i i always equate it to I feel like this house, you know, for lack of a better analogy or metaphor or whatever it is, I always say this was like the woman you wanted to sleep with, woman wanted you to sleep with, like you finally slept with her and then you're like, all right, great. Like not that that great. And now I regret it and I never should have done it and I wish I could take it back. But obviously you couldn't take it back and now we had to move and we lost a shit ton of money. Yep. A shit ton of money. Yeah, shit ton. So now we move into a regular great house. I mean, it's a beautiful house that we live in. That that is the kind of house we should have been in from the get go. Right. Um. So yes, and 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 our entire lives changed because you felt like you had this need to prove something to everybody. Like it was more than keeping up with the Joneses. It was 
four steps beyond that because but was it keeping up like was it trying to impress other people or what was i doing it for myself i don't think i've did i yeah i guess a long time ago i did have a need for like showing myself like to i be think showing. yourself your dad yeah you know, show something to your dad yeah. even though i think your dad was probably like what's he doing also but. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I was trying to be showy at one point because it's hard for me to think back to that because, I mean, things have changed so much. Um, but, yeah, I guess oh, yeah. so. It was a huge mistake that you, you should have made when you were 16 buying a car. Not right. when you were 28, 29 with a family to support. Mm-hmm. Like That's a really shitty, stupid mistake to make. So... That's our, our big story, and it caused a lot of heartache. And I know there are a lot of people out there uh, who have made maybe not that big of a mistake because that was really a ginormous mistake. But I know there are people out there thinking to themselves that, you know, I've, I've bought this or that, and I shouldn't have done it, and I did it because, you know, it was something inside of me that wouldn't go away until I did it, you know, that kind of temptation, right. and you just gave into it. Yeah, but that's like I bought it like a bag that I shouldn't have. Right. <laughs> All right, I've done that with zeros. Well, I did that. I did <laughs> that. Know? I did an Instagram story the other day asking people, "Have you made a purchase that was too big that you know you regret?" And obviously, not giving you know an Instagram story, you can't give too much backstory, so you're right. it's limited. But of course, you know, eighty percent of people were like yes, and then I said, "Okay, well, what did you buy? A couch, <laughs> you know." Uh, <laughs> Um, of, you know, accessories for my minivan. Wow, thank you all for even, like, escalating my mistakes even well, further. Well, <laughs> but I think, that, I think that that's what it is, is that people make purchases here and there that are, you know, you shouldn't have bought that or you shouldn't have. I have stuff in my closet that I look at and I think to myself, well, that was dumb. You know, not too many things, but I have things and I'm like, well, that was dumb. But I have, I've done that kind of thing too. Mm, I know. Yeah. I certainly have. And See, I, the problem is you've done a lot of that. Like you've made a ton of purchases that are just so fucking stupid and I should be so mad about. Uh, so have you. But my mine are so much worse that I can never for the rest of my life be mad but at you. But you do that too. How many clothes? How much? You're missing my point that you do it constantly, but... I've done it to the nth degree that I could never, in fairness, be ever mad at you for doing that shit because right. of what I've done. Right. So. Everybody makes stupid purchases and everybody, you know, buys stuff once in a while that is obviously not within our means. And I think in some ways, a little bit, we should be able to do some of that. Listen, if you want to buy the expensive handbag and you work your ass off or you, it, you're going to use it every week and it's going to make you happy, I say fucking go for it. It's not going to make or break you. Yeah, as long as it doesn't make or break you, it's not. just fucking do it. Yeah. Like if it makes you happy and it's stupid, fine. Right, I think we all need that once in a while and we need to indulge ourselves. And I do believe in that a little bit and I believe we're worth it. And we need that excitement, you know, a little bit. Listen, we're bombarded. I've said this before. We're bombarded with these images on social media of these celebrities who – are rich because they're football players or they're singers or whatever it is. And there we see them buying, you know, huge yachts and houses on islands and this and that. And we're like a bag. Okay. Go, you know, go for yeah. it. You know, listen, if, yeah. If, if, if it's not going to change your life mm-hmm. more than a month, 
Like, if you're going to be in debt for a month and then everything's fine, just fucking do it. Like, if it makes you happy, well, it's okay. I, I say that, but if my, it changes mine your life, definitely went a little bit beyond that. And and I've wasted, I know I've wasted plenty of money, gym memberships, all that stuff we can do, you know, in a financial episode that will be different. <laughs> How's Orange Therapy going I know, you? I know, Orange Theory, I know. Ther- Orange Theory? Orange Theory. Therapy? I think they actually called me, I think they're like, did you die? And you're just like still paying your monthly payment because we haven't seen you in a really long time and we're concerned about your well-being. <laughs> <laughs> See, but you know what, like that pisses me off because I should be so fucking mad about that. But, but I, I should be able to call the gym and be like, I want to cancel. Of course you should, but you can't. And they so want me should... to come in and yes. like tell, they're going to ask me a thousand questions about why. And I'm going to walk in and they're going to be like, oh, well, now I see she hasn't been here because look at all the good weight she's gained. Oh, and God. they're going to judge me. And I don't want to go in there and like be like, uh, I'm a lazy piece of shit and I don't want to come to your gym anymore. No. Like, I just want to be able to go online, push a button and be like, I'm done with your gym cancel yeah. my membership yes. that's, and i can't that's how it should be and that be. should be illegal you're right that's that's how it should be but it's not so as your husband i should be mad as fuck about that but i can't be because i'd be a you know uh, complete what's the word help me with my uh, words asshole no fuck face fuck you dickhead um no because i do it too so i can't be mad at you right what's the word no not asshole hypocrite, dickhead. hypocrite. thank you mm-hmm. that's the word i was looking for so i would so you're completely wrong in that situation sure. i should be so mad at you no but I you can't. shouldn't be so mad yes at i me. should it's a hundred dollars a month for fucking nothing and so i should be mad at you but it'd be a hypocrite hypocr- i'd be a hypocrite for being mad at you because i do the same shit right so right yeah Wow. But nobody likes a hypocrite. All right, forty-two minutes in. So okay. Uh, so even... my so my thing. Here's my my little story. Uh, when we got married, we were young. Saying it again, you were driving your Mercedes and doing all this stuff. Uh, Mercedes <laughs> C two thirty. It was a new car out for Mercedes. It was tw- it was twenty three thousand dollars, leased at two hundred and something dollars a month. The same price as a Honda Accord. So let's just put that out there that I was not driving a Mercedes S class. Okay, you were driving a Mercedes. Okay, and doing all this stuff and spending a ton of money. And listen, you 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 gave me an engagement ring, which was. It was really nice. It was very sweet. And we were young. And No, I'm serious. No, 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 no. No, no. Okay. That was my most favorite thing I ever I loved, loved, loved that ring when you gave it to me. You said, oh, it's so cute. No, I did not. (laughs) That's what I said when you pulled your pants down. (laughs) No, I... I prefer pretty. I I did love it. (laughs) Not cute. I did. Yeah, you have a pretty penis. I do. It's okay. So... I, but for years after that, you know, as, as we're married for 10 years and I see people getting an upgrade in their ring or whatever, I got it in my mind that I wanted an upgrade and I'm not, I'm not proud to admit it, but there was part of me that was like, I I don't know. I'd kind of like to, you know, I've dealt with a whole bunch of shit from him and we've, he's put me through a lot and, and it sounds so dumb in hindsight. Yeah, so a ring will solve that. Absolutely. Listen, it doesn't make sense, but... And a little bit, I think they're pretty, and yeah, I like them. Right. But but I also right. think you had put me through so much shit. I don't know if I was trying to prove something with the ring. I don't know. But I got it in my mind that I wanted a ring. And that's so not you. It's so not me. Like it's, I know. Like you want a big diamond ring to wear with your yoga pants. No, I know. I know. It, it really doesn't make sense. I, I wear it. I, I don't go out. Like for me to put on that, I don't even wear it every day because it looks. it would look ridiculous with – 
I never wear makeup. I never get dressed shower. up. I don't <laughs> shower. Um, you know, like I just, it doesn't make sense. But it, not, I don't think the whole point of it is that none of it makes sense. It's about an inner desire that, you know, it's a beast that you want to feed a little bit. That like you want to, you know, you, you get it in your mind. It's a temptation and you can't get it out. Mm-hmm. And, and and then you, you feel like you have to prove it. I don't even think it's about the actual object. I think it's about this longing and this taking care of this longing uh and finally about two years ago you bought me the ring you Mm -hmm. bought me a beautiful new ring it Mm -hmm. was it's gorgeous and well yeah it was for our 15th anniversary our 15th yeah our 15th anniversary yeah and you gave it to me and it was it's beautiful and it's wonderful but i literally before we were even to get that Man, I had to hide your other ring, and you never wore it because you were so embarrassed by it. No, but, it um, wasn't that. It, it wasn't <laughs> even that. It was that my fingers are so much fatter now that it wouldn't fit me. I, I had to like jump through hoops to like hide jump it. through hoops. Yeah. Okay. I had to hide it. I had to like. Uh, you know, it was very sweet. The whole thing was very sweet, and I just said to you a few weeks ago, I kind of think I'm done. Like. I, I did it. It's it's great. I love it. And people out there who have beautiful jewelry and can, you know, and, and that's your, and you love it and whatever. Like, I'm not putting anybody down. You know, we all have our stuff. I, I spend money on plenty of stuff. No, it's just not you. It's not me and, uh, yeah. And what I what I realized is that it was more about the the chase, the, is he going to buy it for me? The, you know what I mean? It was more about that than the actual object because I got it. I love wearing it. It's beautiful. People compliment me on it, but it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't enhance my life in any way. No, as a matter of fact, I bought you a ring before the diamond ring that had like Little diamonds, yeah, all it's like, like a it's very a cool wrap, ring, right? Yeah, like, a, like amazing. Yeah, and like when I was buying it, the guy was like, "Dude, this is the coolest ring ever." Yeah, it really is. This is the only one in the country. Like, I had to like do whatever to find this thing. This is amazing, and you know, for a fraction of the price of a diamond ring. So I bought it like right away. I was like, "This is so cool! Mm-hmm. Like, this makes sense. This is Danielle." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I bought it like mm-hmm. just on a whim. And like that means so much more. Yeah, I agree. Than yeah, a big stupid diamond ring, right? For, for you, That's yeah. Stupid. When I say stupid, no, yeah. no, no. I, and I agree with you. And uh, yeah, I think that for me, like you said, I, I don't know. It was the uh, I got it. It was great, and now I'm 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 done with it. You know, not I'm done with it. I still love it, but in some ways, I'm more stressed having it. I'm always when when I wake up in the morning. I like check that it's still there or I, you know, I'm nervous at the end of the night. I'm like, oh my God, is it going to fall off? Which it's not. But it's like this thing that I'm nervous about losing and it's a whole element of stress for me in a sense, like, because I'm not the most responsible person. And Mm. yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so. So so go to marriagemartinis.com slash ring. And it's up. Slash GoFundMe. It's up. It's up for sale. So if anybody wants it. No, 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 (laughs) no. But I do. I listen. I, I. I'm okay now. I feel like if if we needed to if we needed the money for something else, I, I'm fine like giving it up. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just five dollars. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. And don't get me wrong, there are still purchases that I make that probably, not they're not stupid, they're not that big. People always say, oh, you know, with jeans or whatever that you shouldn't, you, why do you spend so much money on jeans or these jeans are overpriced? To me, a really nice expensive pair of jeans, expensive quote unquote, you know, however much, $150. Uh, to me, that's worth it. They, if they're going to make me look better and feel better and I wear them every week, that's worth it to me. I, I, I don't get that. Well, you, you don't get that because you can wear whatever you want. You can go into, like I've said a hundred times, you can go into a J. Crew, or you, if you wanted to, you could walk into Target or Old Navy and get buy your whole wardrobe, and it would fit perfectly. Because well, I was, I was, I was joking because I, I purchased many oh, far too expensive but, clothes. But I think for for me, who I go up and down in weight, and I struggle with my weight and everything, a purchase like that to me makes sense. You know, it's enhancing how I feel about myself. It's enhancing, you know, my confidence level a certain time. And I'm going to use it all the time. Uh, you know, I'm not a handbag person, but I like shoes. So if I buy a nice pair of shoes and I, it doesn't matter if I gain 15 pounds, I can still wear the shoes. Like that to me is worth it. Do you do that like to keep up with the Joneses? Cause you see other people like wearing no, fancy shoes. No, that kind of stuff is not keeping up with the Joneses for me. That kind of stuff is, it's for I, you. I feel good in it. Right. So that's different. Yeah. That's so not... that's different. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and I don't even know what the ring, if that was keeping up with the Joneses or yes, that... it was because we, you, you know, so many so? people with beautiful rings and beautiful jewelry. Maybe that's what put the idea in my head. Yeah, I think so. You know what so. I mean? And maybe in my, a little bit in my head I was sort of like, well, all these other husbands are buying it for their wives. My husband has put me through probably way more shit than their husbands have. Uh, okay. Yeah. So why is he not, you know, and he is, and he's so willing to spend a fortune on himself. Why is he not doing that for me. I think that was more what it was about. Like sure. approving your you were so willing to spend so much money on your own stuff but I I don't know. Yeah. And listen, it, I can't defend it. It's not it's not a pretty thing to defend. Okay, but we have established that probably these big purchases that we make don't wind up leading to happiness. That that's not what it is. And it's been proven again and again that spending money on experience is way more beneficial to your overall happiness than buying material items right that if we go away and have an experience uh you're gonna come back and feel like okay that was money well spent well all right for the most part these expenses they're not financial gains they're not investments they're not these are things that we buy just because we want them. Well, what are you talking about? Like anything that we buy. Like you had a problem with me with my TVs. Oh, well, we talked we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that like drives that. me insane. Right. So it's not an investment. It's not like like you can go to somebody's house. Like it's just keeping up with the Joneses. So this makes sense. So like you go into their house and you see their kitchen. And you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Oh, I, I want to redo my kitchen so kitchen. badly. And but like, that makes sense. We live in our kitchen 75% right. of the time. Totally makes sense. For yeah. You. Like the way I look at it as, okay, so what's a new kitchen remodel? $60,000, right? What are you going to get back? Probably 30, more than that. 30000 like Like half. That's so, fine, but you don't look at like that, like it like that when you buy your cars. Um, well, I never bought a car, so I wouldn't know. Oh, okay. 
What? That's uh, you're getting technical. When you lease your cars, whatever it is, well, it's, a, uh, yeah, it's about what you think is the right thing to spend on. I would like a new kitchen. To me, I wish I had never gotten a ring and put in that put in that money. Put in that, put money. In that money and put that money towards the kitchen. That to me, it, it makes so much more sense. Right. You know, yeah, and I that's that. something I really, really, really want, and that's something that I would really benefit from. And this this summer, and you would we, appreciate a lot more, a hundred percent, for a longer amount of time. And this summer, we went to Europe. And to me, that was worth every dime. Did we spend more money than we should have? Sure. But I don't have any regrets about it. Right. Like that was an experience. That's something that's going to last us forever. And our kids forever. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't just like I put the ring on my finger and it's doing nothing for nobody. Which, like I said, for other people, if that's what makes you, I'm not judging anybody they, they else. I know that about I'm you. I'm really right not. Now. I'm really not. And, and I'm so happy for my friends who have nice things and I have no ounce of jealousy for them whatsoever but uh you know a little bit i'm sort of like there's so many other things we could do with that money all right so we have sort of an interesting story before we even get into i want to end with the story oh you do so i have a like just a couple quick stats about keeping up with the joneses Mm -hmm. um so according to the federal reserve board uh 43 of americans spend more than they earn so a lot of people are spending money that they don't 43%. have. Forty-three percent. Forty-three percent of Americans spend more money than they. But have. I would I would assume that way more Americans than that are in debt. Well, that's the same thing. So only forty-three percent of Americans okay. are in debt. Uh, no, probably not. Right. Yeah. That sounds really low. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, right. So I guess forty-three percent of Americans spend more than they earn. Probably even more are in debt. Or maybe they have money saved that they're not. That yeah, is contributing. To but that. a good point that I found from Dave Ramsey, which oh yeah, I'm a fan you love of. your Dave. Does he have a podcast? Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely huge podcast. Yeah, he's a he's out him. there. Uh, I do love him. Um, I have my issues about him too. Okay, um, but I I get his. Would you tell people to listen to him if they're looking for financial advice? Um, uh, yes. But no, depending on your, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a man of faith, uh, and it comes to his podcast all the time. Right. So if you're a person of faith, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, he's also like, if you're easiest way to say this, Mm -hmm. you, Danielle Mm -hmm. would hate him. Okay. The way he would speak down to you as a princess stay at home mom. Oh. Can I just say it that way? Okay. Um, that's uh, that's the easiest yeah, way for me to put it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would never listen to him. Yeah. But I would never listen to him anyway because that shit is uh, not interesting. To yeah. Me. Um, he's he's tough. Like, okay. He's, yeah. But you um, like his advice. I like his advice when you take out all the other crap that, you know, doesn't make sense to you as a person. Um, the financial advice in itself makes sense. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But so he says more is never enough. So... No matter how much more you buy, no matter how much more you think is going to make you happy, it's not going to. Um, And a huge point, which makes sense, it's never yours if you buy on credit. So if you buy something with a credit card and you're paying it off every month, like you don't own it. You're just leasing it at a huge interest rate. So even though you think it's making you happy and you love having it, it's costing you so much more than you think. So leave it at that. So... Well, and this kind of stuff with with couples and everything costs so much more than just the actual money because it costs you also your relationship in a lot of ways. And we spent a year and a half of our relationship. Literally, every time I would look at you, all I could think about was he's choosing this house over us. Yeah. So it's not just the financial investment. It's 
the fact that you know there I would I would have loved to spend that money on other things. And now listen, our kids could have bigger college funds and they don't. And all this stuff that I look at you and I'm I'm over the resentment for that for sure. I have new things for resentment. Well, yeah, I have different feelings about the college fund than you do, but right, that's but, for another episode. Right, but uh, beyond that, okay. you know, I, I'm over the, the – my feelings of resentment have uh, morphed into different feelings of resentment. Ah, sure. So, you know, but, but for a long time that was – it's not – think about it as it's not just the financial investment on your marriage. It's also <laughs> the investment of the time and the fighting and the stress. Is it worth it? Right. You know, and I would say usually the answer is no. And if your spouse is, you know, mad at you for, you know, listen, your TV purchases, I hate them. Am I going to really fight you on it? No, I know it's not going to make or break us. And if it really makes you happy, yes, it's annoying to me. But no, I'm not going to the same way. Well, that's the same thing as you with your orange theory. Like for two years. (laughs) What? Okay, go ahead. Is that wrong? No, go. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, so it's the same thing. It's it's that's equal, right? You've been paying for two years for Orange Theory. No, I which I, I no, the same thing. No, as no, a TV. I went for a year. It's a year that I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, okay, everybody's so impressed that it's just been a year. Okay, so that's a TV right there. So right, you can't complain about a TV, and I can't complain about your Orange okay, Theory. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. All both, right, we're both dumbasses. Yeah. Right. Okay. Both suck. All right. So now we're, comes we're, to the uh, we're Americans. We need our stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. And when we went, you know, again, I'll say it, when we were in Europe and people were, you know, you're you're jealous of the fact that they're so content with Dude, just... if we win this Mega Millions, we're going to Europe. Yeah? Okay. Uh, and anybody who wants to come... And after Europe, we're going to Asia. And after <laughs> Asia, we're going to Hawaii. And after Hawaii, we're going to, well, we'll you know... we'll buy Hawaii and just live oh, there. okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Hawaii is in America, right? I do fucking know that. All right, yes. I just really I've just never been there because we had to buy a house. So uh, <laughs> no, I, the Orange Theory would have paid for our trip to. Uh, yeah, but our house could have probably <laughs> paid for a month and a half in Hawaii. So, or four okay, uh, okay. So all right, let's get into your. I want you to tell the story. All right, so we're gonna end this off with us with an interesting story. Yeah, an interesting story I, that I, I thought I was telling. This okay, story. but I want to add that it's an interesting story that I think further. Uh, proves that money this it's all bullshit like this stuff is you want to even if we win the mega millions tomorrow will our life be more exciting yes will we be happier Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh listen it can't buy you you're gonna still do stupid shit and you're gonna still and your life is gonna be complicated in so many ways but there have been documentaries and stuff of people who have won the mega millions and everything and number one they lose it uh, go bankrupt. After go bankrupt. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, they lose it. And, you know, then you have people coming out of the woodwork for a- asking you for stuff. And then you give your family members stuff, but they think it's not enough. And so you start fighting with them. And listen, it's all different kind of complications. It's not all just easy. Your parent, you know, you give your, if we won $600 million and we gave each of our family members a million dollars, they'd say, really, that's it? Not our family members. But I'm saying there's always going to be something. It's never wow. as simple. You sound like you've been through this. Uh, well, I, I have, but not with $600 million. No, no, not at all. All right, let's go. Let's what, tell it. L'chaim. What year is it? 2018? Today? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to... All right. So it was a, it was a dark and stormy day. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Will you listen to Jonah? Yeah. 
What is he doing? <laughs> so it was 2008. I was on a business trip to Las Vegas. I was eight months pregnant with yes. Ian. So I went on a business trip to Las Vegas, left um, left you home with Mia while you were pregnant with Ian. That was the first problem. That wasn't a problem. I had no, to do it was it. a problem because had I, had I gone into labor early, you would have missed it. No, I would have flown home to see you. Okay, but assuming that you would have gotten on a flight. Oh, there's always a flight. Okay. All right. Didn't you see uh, Home Alone? You can I'll just fucking home. go. All right. Um, you can always get home. <laughs> Um, so we were in Vegas. I, it was um, we were at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas. It was eleven o'clock at night. I'm, I'm giving details, so don't fuck with me here. Why are you giving details? Because I want to set it up oh, like in a guys, way. Guys, go pop some popcorn. <laughs> I want to cancel do this. all your fucking plans. I, just so cancel you, that meeting you have coming up after lunch. Just so all of you guys know, I've never told this story to anybody that I did not know or trust. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the first time I'm putting it out there in the public. Just want to throw that mm-hmm. out there. I feel like I I could go and give Jonah a bath and put him <laughs> to bed and come down and you'll still be telling this story. No, I'll still be But it is beginning. it is so it is interesting and it is a story that not many people can tell. So All right. But I do want to like kind of, you know, gear it up a little bit. Like I don't want to just like blurt out the end. Like okay, I want to go for it. I want to build it up. Let's go. Okay. So we're at the Paris Hotel. It's 11 o'clock at night. And I were just getting ready to go back to our hotel and go back to sleep. So I put a hundred bucks in this five dollar slot machine. And who pay, who plays a fucking five dollar slot machine? <laughs> well, Let's start there. <laughs> right. So I put it in and I lose immediately. Five spins, I'm out or whatever it was. I don't even remember. So I'm out. I lose. So I'm like, okay, I have one more hundred dollar bill. I'll put it in. I'll play. I go home. I go to sleep or go back to my room and go to sleep. Uh, I put it in and like I just kept winning and it was like, you know, $100 here, 200 there, 500 and it just kept getting more and more and all of a sudden, like the it was a Wheel of Fortune thing. So the wheel would spin, here's a thousand, like, and then I would pull a thing, here's 500 and it just kept going and like eventually I turned my $100 into like almost $6,000 in like 10 minutes just pulling this thing on the Wheel of Fortune machine. Like, it just wouldn't stop hitting. And it was, like, incredible. And, like, people started, like, crowding around me and watching me play. And all of a sudden, there's, like, $7,000, like, of credits in the machine. And I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I just hit, like, $7,000, like, on this slot machine. So I'm like, uh, I'm just going to keep going. Like, what am I going to stop for? So I well you don't you don't pull the thing you hit a button now you don't pull the lever so I hit the button oh, and then, my mom still does that's her exercise right right her exercise She's is like, to pull the yeah she arm. counts that as her yeah. exercise that she pulls her arm just like she thinks that bowling is an uh, <laughs> so yeah so eventually I I hit the button and the machine just shuts off like it just dies and I'm like what the fuck just happened. Like what? Like it just died on me, and all of a sudden, there's people coming up and saying, um, employees are coming up to me saying, you know, uh, did you just play this machine? Was it you? Did you play? And they come over, they check the machine. The technicians are coming over, they're looking at the machine, and all of a sudden, I see Wheel of Fortune comes across the reel three times, and I'm like. I, I, like what what just happened i don't get it like what just like 
I, I don't understand. I, I, and she said, you, like the woman says to me, you hit the jackpot. It was $1.26 million. That was what was written across the machine. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what? Like, what? like, what are you talking about? Like, no, come on. And for a half hour, people are coming, technicians and you know, employees are coming over, they're looking at the machine. And like all of a sudden, it just, it, it, it hits in. Like I just hit a million dollar slot machine. Like it happened. I have the pictures to prove it. I can put them up there. I swear. The big check. Do we still have the big check? I still check? have the big check. Yeah. I hit it so nobody would ever see it. It's hidden in like the back edge of a closet that's like shut off by other things. doesn't matter. Um, so they have to, you know, check the machine to make sure I didn't like, I, I wasn't mess a fraud and mess with it and whatever. And so I call you. At like three in the morning. Yeah, it was time. three. Uh, yeah, was it like three in the morning? Something like that. Yeah, I'm, because I'm, I'm in Vegas. Pregnant. And I'm like, what is he calling me for? Right. So I call you at three in the morning for you. For me, it's, I guess, 12. And I was like, I, I just hit a million dollars on the uh, on a slot machine. Yeah, and the first thing you th- you hear when you think a million dollars is the first thing that goes through my head is, oh my god, our kids' college is yeah. paid off. My nieces and nephews' college is paid off. Yeah. I'm taking my family like on a, life is done. A cruise around the world. <laughs> yeah, like I'm planning all this stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, our lives just completely changed forever. Yeah, like we're done. Like yeah. like you think a million dollars. Oh my god. Yeah. It's done. Done. Everything is All I was thinking to myself is uh, no one in my family is ever going to have to want for anything again. Yeah. Because that's what you, a million, that's what you think when you think a million dollars. All right, so go ahead. Okay. So for everybody out there who's listening, take out the smallest violin you have and play it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because this is where the complaining bullshit part comes out. Mm -hmm. So feel sorry for me and um, play your little violin. Okay, so $1.2 million, right? So that's an annuity payment. And then... Uh, Can you explain what that means, please? Annuity payment means, so for 25 years, they're going to divide that 1.2 up over 25 years and send you a check every year, which would have been about $75,000 a year for 25 years, which is awesome. Which is amazing. Yeah, we should have done that. Right. Um, or We really should have done that. Or they offer you a cash option to take a lump sum today for less right so a week later after i came home they said okay we can offer you eight hundred thousand dollars i was like fuck eight hundred thousand dollars fuck yeah i'll take that right right away um and then you find out okay okay you have to pay taxes right new jersey state and federal taxes so cut that in half now you're down to four hundred thousand dollars Right. Okay. I'm not complaining. Right. Four hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. So I we tried to do the responsible thing. We really did. We spent some money. We gave money to family. Yeah. To we our gave nieces each and of nephews. our nieces and nephews a, a good chunk of money. Yes. We took my parents on a cruise. Yes. We never travel anywhere or spend any money. Yep. So we took them on a nice Norwegian cruise. We had already been buying this house that we were talking about earlier so uh that so a portion of that was just going right into that Mm -hmm. um and i said okay let's be responsible and put the rest into the market which was at the time good okay this was 2008 if anybody who follows the market 
<laughs> I don't know if you remember 2008. It was the biggest crash of the stock market right. <laughs> in like the history so we lost of all that our money. lifetime. Yeah. So between that and the house that, you know, we probably, we were already buying anyway, mm-hmm. um, but had to end up selling. Um, we, we lost right. a good few hundred thousand dollars. So we got a cruise. Yeah. And our nieces and nephews will have money towards their college. <laughs> and some furniture it. that we still have. And some furniture that we still have that the dogs are probably So $1.2 million turns, turns into, into 800000 that turns into 400000 that, that turns, turns into, into a lot of stock market loss. And <laughs> yeah, right. So that's where money ends up when you win it. Mm-hmm. Um, listen. I don't don't I, we don't want sympathy. <laughs> you know? Well, listen, it's also but, it just goes to show. Also, you know, you you came home from that, and uh, we still, you know, I went into labor with Ian. Ian was born. He was in the NICU for a little while. Like we moved into this new house. We dealt with all the shit that I think we would have dealt with anyway because I was already mad at you for wanting to buy the house. Like our issues were still our issues. This uh-huh. money in no way solved our issues and our marital issues would have still been you you know listen had you not lost the money in the stock market something you probably would have done something else done with it or or you would have don't just say me all right i would have fucking gotten a gym membership a lot of jeans a lot of jeans okay (laughs) but you know it just goes to show like it's it's fun for it was a fun phone call it was a super fun phone call i gotta say thinking like about listening back to what we're talking about People must think that we're full of shit because we have so many crazy stories. Yeah. But these we are really all do. real. Yeah. This is fucking for real. But I think a lot, I think most couples probably have crazy stories. I mean, we and, have some And you don't like, get to, you know, you don't get to air your dirty laundry too many times, but now we have this podcast and we're airing Maybe it all that's out. why it's like working out because we just have weird stories that are I aren't think everybody normal. has weird stories. We're just willing to divulge them. And like yeah. you said, you've never told anybody that story before, never. but it's a story that needs to be told because uh, there's a lot for people to learn about it. And the people, even like you said, what would you do if you won the Mega Millions? It's going to be $600 million. Listen, this could be a lot of fucking fun, but I'm still going to have a kid with ADHD. I'm still going to have a daughter with social issues. Uh, we're still going to have our own marital issues. All the shit that's there isn't going to go away. With because... a lot of money. No, it's really not, though. <laughs> I mean, yes, you can throw money at the problem and I could get the best therapists and the best this and the best that. And we already have, listen, I already have great people working with our kids and everything. But it doesn't, the inner core stuff doesn't go away. And yeah, it it will be really fun to go on a yacht for a couple weeks, but we'll still be yelling at our kids and telling their spoiled brats and all this stuff that you tell your kids because they're on a yacht and you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it, well, if a we whole... $600 million. No, I am sorry. I but don't I'll... care if they're spoiled. <laughs> I, I, I do. Be, I want to be spoiled. No, no. I completely disagree with you because I see what even a little bit of spoiling does. And I think from time to time you spoil our kids. Well, you have to spoil no, your kids every No, no, I while. disagree with you. I really? think that I think it shows when you spoil our kids. And sometimes our bo- our, our middle son, who is like you and a younger version, who is the sweetest child ever. And sometimes you start to spoil him and I see a change in his attitude. Uh, I think that kind of money, as much as it solves a lot of problems, I think it also exacerbates a lot of problems. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very happy with our little trip to Europe. 
uh, and I'm very happy that we felt like we had to go yeah. out of our way for our kids. And- you know what? Uh, to interrupt you, I get that. Like I, I understand. Like we, it was a, like a struggle to take our family to Europe. So financially, a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that we did that. So it yeah. means even more. Absolutely. Because we did what we had to do to make that happen. So, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. And we got an Airbnb that had no air conditioning and right. no this and no that because we said to our kids, listen, we can't afford to get the one with the best this and the best that. But we loved our little place and we appreciated it because that was what we could get. And I think that there's something also to be said for a minimalist, not that we're minimalists no. by any means. By far. But a more minimal approach to things than what $600 million makes you think to yourself, okay, well, I have to have the biggest of the best. And nobody's going to forgive me if I don't give them the biggest and the best. And I think it, it makes all kinds of problems. All right. I think that's enough of that. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's, I like the little bit of the struggle and the, you know, not that we struggle. It's all relative. Relative. But I like a little bit of the, uh, you know. Being down to earth. Being being down to earth. You know, we we just booked a trip for a few days to the Bahamas in January, just us with our friends, uh, because we need a getaway. I was very concerned with the prices and the hotel prices and where, you know, the, the flight prices and everything. I kind of like that. Like it's going to make us appreciate the trip a little bit more. I'd rather not appreciate it that much. Oh, (laughs) I think it's good. All right. Should we close this out? Yeah, let's close it out. I think so. I think it's been okay. We're good. What do you think? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. Well, we've, we've, (laughs) none of you know this. We did this episode like three times. <laughs> this is the last yeah, one, so I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Uh, yeah, yeah, we struggled with this one a little bit. We, um, well, we've had we've had a, a it's been a, a a tough month because you know when you podcast, you're not just podcasting; you're doing your work and your you know you're not living just off of a podcast. And we'd like to do that, but we can't. No. So we're, you know, we're dealing with you being exhausted from working seven days a week and coming home and podcasting because we love it and we want to do it, but it's, it's uh, exhausting. This is what I want to do. I love this. Yeah. I love it. I so love go you buy a mug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy a mug. And go rate and review, please. Yeah. yeah. And on Instagram, check out Danielle there because she's doing all that stuff. No, it's check out the community. It's a whole community and we're having so much fun. Right. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Once right. in a while, you get somebody on there who makes a stupid comment, but for the most part, we're super cool. And we're starting to get some more stuff out there on the subscription site. Um, it's going to happen very soon. So if you would subscribe to us and help us out and just, you know, uh, man, we're asking them to help us out after I told them about a billion dollar slot machine. No, it's not the same thing. I know. They're going to see that it's not the same. They know um, that it's not the same thing. So... Um, but we're, you're, If they could see my outfit right now. <laughs> you're an in- Oh, I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> a Nantucket outfit. Yeah, shirt. Nantucket sweatshirt. But it, <laughs> feel sorry for Danielle wearing a Nantucket shirt. No, we went to an we went to Nantucket one time, and it was blissful and wonderful. But we could never buy a house there. Oh man, we're just putting ourselves. At, you know. No, no, they get it. They get it. Um. Okay. Yeah. Right. We're the real deal. You know, we're 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 letting people know. Don't. It's not going to make you happier. Enjoy what you can enjoy in the moment because the $600 million, it'll make it fun for another month and then you're going to have all kinds of shit 
that would come from it. But if you hit it, split it with us. We'll be happy to. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, do yeah, that. yeah. And if we win it, we will. Split no, shh, shh, shh. Oh, okay. No, we won't. Yes, we will. <laughs> Everybody gets a dollar. Everybody gets a dollar. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you.